opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Billeen Shah, your facilitator for ILO Braille, sponsored by East Bay Center for the Blind and supported by American Council of the Blind. It's a part of American Community Event Series that runs the entire week. Okay, um, I welcome you all on this day of December the 8th, Thursday, 2022. And as you all know, that today is an interactive session, participatory session, in which participants ask Braille-related questions. And anybody who knows the answer, answer the question. Um, before we go there, uh, I would like to remind you about the East Bay Center for the Blind initiative uh, to start a distance braille education. We are proposing to start with uncontracted braille, how to read, which will be braille 101. Then there will be contracted braille, which is braille 102. Then we will teach braille writing, which is braille 103. And then fourth course will be <clears throat> how to enhance proficiency in Braille, which will cover uh, reading and writing assignments. So it will help you improve your Braille reading as well as Braille writing. Uh, for this, we have to hire some course designers whom we have to pay. And uh, I would like to repeat my request again that anybody who is able to and willing to make a donation, please reach me at shah, S-H-A-H, at eastbaycenterfortheblind.org, O-R-G. Or you can call the East Bay Center for the Blind. The number to call is 510 843 6935. 510 843 6935. Uh, the center is closed on Mondays and, of course, weekends as well, Saturdays and Sundays. The center works for four days because we have limited staff. So we work from Tuesday, 9 a.m. through 3 p.m., Tuesday through Friday. So feel free to call and feel free to leave a message. If you can find someone, talk to someone who you think may make a donation. I have received some four promises from my students and one of the ILO Braille participants. I haven't checked with her. I should announce her name, but she can do it if she would like to, which is great. And I do appreciate the support. So thank you so much uh, to the donor. Uh, I have at least one and then I'm hoping to get one or two more. But any, any more donations will go to developing 
the distance braille education courses that is the initiative being taken under my guidance with my experience that they would like to uh, build on all right so with that if anybody has any question about the announcement i made i would request them to raise their hands first and then we will start our session i have a question So far, we have no raised hands in All Zoom. Right. Um, yes. And Nicole has raised a hand in Zoom. Okay, no hand raised in Zoom. Which no, we have I've... Nicole. Nicole just Nicole raised. Nicole has but... raised. Oh, okay. Hello, Nicole. Hello. Sorry to Hi, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. Yes. How are you? Good, good, good. Nice to hear your good. voice. Oh, thank you. you. Yours too. I my question about the distance learning was that yes. what will be the cost for the students that are wishing to participate? Uh, the first course will cost two thousand five hundred for course designing, and then second okay. and third will cost five thousand each. And the fourth uh, we haven't yet discussed with the designer, but I think it will be five thousand because it it contains both reading and writing. Okay. So okay, and okay. anyone can sign up for those courses. Anyone, 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 anyone. Okay. Yeah. So far, uh, we are focusing on the United States, but down the road, we will also offer these courses to anyone, any in any part of the world, and no, oh. no tuition fee. Okay. Good question. Okay. And, All right. And Let's are see. the materials provided? For the students, the, oh, the yes. books from oh, which yeah. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, we will provide an audio teacher, which will be a flash drive, and a flash okay. drive you can use if you have a computer, or you can use with your NLS digital player. There is a spot to insert your flash drive, so you don't okay. have to have a computer, and of course a Braille workbook. So there will be two things that we will be providing. Audio teacher on a flash drive and a Braille workbook. Yes. And for the writing course, will they be responsible for their own slate and stylus, Braille writer, or whatever they use? Yes. And okay. papers. I just, and papers. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. The center I is do not. Do you have that another rich. question? Okay. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I have another question, but it's for your I have a question portion, so I can I can wait and ask that later. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, we we appreciate when you have questions for today's session. Yes, we will take it. Okay? okay. All right. Let's see if okay. anybody else has a question about my announcement. Linda? Yeah. Hi. I mean, you made it hi. Yes. Uh -huh. You made it. You made it sound like the student had to pay for the course, but the numbers you gave, the dollar amounts you gave, mm -hmm. were just for the development of the course. Correct. Does the student? The student doesn't have to pay two thousand dollars for these courses. Oh no, no. The students no, don't okay. have to pay anything. It will be tuition free, and of course, we will have to raise some money for buying flash drives and preparing Braille workbooks. Braille workbooks, of course, we will be preparing on our embosser at the center, and we have mm -hmm. papers. 
So it's not yeah. a big deal. Once the BRF file is prepared, uh, right. flash drive probably cost, I don't know, somebody knows yeah. or you know, five, six dollars each. So we will buy mm -hmm. them as needed. We'll buy them in bulk and they're a lot cheaper. I know, yeah. but you should have money to buy in bulk, right? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> okay. So but, if if somebody can uh, like, you know, mm -hmm. give me credit, yeah. I'll buy in bulk. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's, okay. that's doable. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, but I just wanted to make it very clear that there was no cost to the student. Oh, that's fine. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, when you make an announcement, you assume that you, what you know, is clear to all, but no, that's where the questions help and clarification helps. Thanks mm -hmm. a lot for this clarification, Linda. You're no, welcome. that will cost the center $2,500. And therefore, uh, we need money. And we've been, we have been getting uh, uh, some good responses. So I think uh, I'm almost done uh, for the cost of the first course, I'm just uh, uh, probably $300 away. I got the promises for $2,200. So once I get to the 300, uh, I will get started with the first course. You know, I will not wait for entire amount for all four courses. Okay. All right. All right. So shall we now start the session? Uh, and, we have another raised hand from Joel. I'm sorry, who? Jewel. Jewel? Yeah. Hello, Jewel. Hi. Um, so I had a quick Hi, question Jewel. and then I had a suggestion. Um, my question yes. is, is this also going to be available to people who may not other be um, qualified for um, you know, other classes, like people who are still cited? Oh, you're asking, you know, is this course... Uh, Will this course be available for uh, people with sight? Yes. Ah, to like, be I have honest, a couple of friends who are um, pretty uh -huh, high uh -huh. functioning, low vision, but they're correct. You know, correct. They, they're not. They want there. to communicate with blind friends or family members in Braille. Correct. Well, the yeah. the yeah. individuals I'm thinking of specifically are headed mm -hmm, towards mm -hmm. like legal blindness eventually, but not there yet. But there is also another person who would be interested in learning um, just to be able to communicate. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I need to discuss this issue with uh, our okay. executive director. And uh, then we decide whether we will make it available for the sighted people. Um, yeah, that's a good question. What was the other thing you said? What about low vision? What about uh, low vision? Somebody who has low vision, but they're not low vision blind. is yeah, yeah, yeah. No, low vision oh, okay. is included. Yeah, like I it's have for a couple the blind of and visually impaired. So low vision is fine because okay. low vision people need to learn braille. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they're it's deteriorating. Yeah. Um. So the suggestion I had was, if yes. somebody has a computer and is willing to download, you might offer the audio reader files as a download to save on the flash drive you know, as an alternative, and then they can get the files quicker, but it would be, you know, it would save y'all some funds and, you know, they can get the files quicker if they're interested in doing that. You are saving my flash drive money. Thank you so much. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that will be done. Yes. 
it will be available for downloading yes that's why not that's a great idea great great idea thanks a lot yes okay anything else so it looks no no more no hand more raise. Yes. so we can now start our session uh, i have a question so here's how it works let me remind you all that we we will take the first question out of the hands raised and then uh, we will request everybody else to lower their hands then we will request people to raise hands if they know the answer to the question asked and once everybody is done answering that question then we will go to the next question so first raise your hands for the questions and then let's see whose question we can take um i think let's start in clubhouse just in case they had any questions about the program um, oh, there aren't okay um yes nicole is that right nicole you have a question for today's session uh nicole had a question she hasn't re-raised her hand but i'm sure she's welcome to unmute since we have no raised hands at the moment nicole is on the telephone and is unmuted so nicole can you hear us oh yeah sorry i'm yes you're here <laughs> you're yeah, here now <laughs> yeah, okay. i don't i don't think my i don't think my hand lowered from the first time but i do have a question for this portion of the call if i may oh yes go ahead okay um so for the duxbury when you use the duxbury with the embosser they mm-hmm. give you a few choices or at least ours does here where i work and they give us a few choices now of course we would prefer to have the unified english braille choice but on mm-hmm. this particular person's list the ueb is not offered what they do offer and this is where my question comes in because yeah. i have never heard of these yeah. so our choices are grade 0 grade 1 mm-hmm. grade 2 cbc charlie bravo charlie yeah or lifg which i have the cbc and the lifg i have no idea what those mean so that's okay. that's where my question comes in and the grade 0 okay. i i didn't uh-huh. know what that would mean okay all right so that's nicole's question it's a question related to the actually technology uh because we are using computer and braille embosser and uh, braille translating software and duxbury gives all these options so let's see if anybody knows please raise your hand if you have the answer to nicole's question uh joel raised hand okay i can't answer to all of those but cbc would be computer braille code Correct. which would be the 8 dot system that's the only uh-huh. one i recognize of those uh, okay. you know obviously grade 1 grade 2 but grade 0 no idea lis LISC not sure. Okay. All right. All right, let's see who else. Anybody else had the answer to Nicole's question? Dorlin? Yeah, well, also like Jewel not entirely. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the L 
as, as much as you can, yes. Yeah, well, actually, I, I think Jewel might have slightly misspoken too because um, I believe grade zero is the computer code, like the U.S. computer code. That's the eight dot code that you see sometimes on now when you're logging into things um, and on Braille displays. And then CBC is computer Braille code, but that's the computer Braille code that was used within um, English Braille American edition, where you'd have the opening um, uh, symbol for the code and then the closing symbol for the computer braille code. So it'd still be in six dot though on CDC. And that's Mm -hmm. as far as my knowledge goes. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Thank you. Let's see. Dawn has some answer. Okay. Hi, Dawn. Hey, Valine. Okay. I can't speak for all of those. So, okay. So if Nicole could, could she repeat what she said? I know grade zero. Uh-huh. What is a grade um, zero? Okay. I have seen this. Grade zero is computer braille code. I have seen this particularly with humanware products. So I have seen primarily when I had a braille note, that was what I would use when I would switch back and forth between computer braille code and grade one or grade two. So yeah, that that's how they that's how they distinguish it from um, either grade one or grade two. That that's your that's your computer code. Why they have CBC? I have no idea. It, it to me, it would just sound like they were trying to just confuse the heck out confuse the heck out of people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I, I will explain what CBC is. Okay. No. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I've never heard we, of it. You know, way, we, so we don't prepare asked. we don't prepare software for the hackers. So Duxbury no. definitely not supporting hackers. <laughs> no, that's no, but that, no, but that to me seems like it would just confuse. That to me just seems like it it confused the heck out of me. It's like why would you have two things for a computer bro code? I don't understand that. <laughs> you, you know, Don. Let, I will have to hack your ignorance about CBC, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did that okay. work for you? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, I'm confused but also intrigued now. So, <laughs> okay, great. Okay, so do you? All right, so you you know grade zero, and that's CBC, right? Yeah, I, yeah, that's computer braille, and um, I. Yeah, I think Darlin was right. It was sick. I think it was, I think Darlin was right. It was six dot. I, I never paid attention to what dot formation. I just paid attention to, okay, grade what? Okay, grade zero. Okay, I can type my math problem now. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. That kind of, so that, that's, that's yeah. where my, that's where my kind of knowledge lies a little bit. No, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. Let's see if anybody else has any more things to say any um let's check with the clubhouse um oh let's check Uh, so no uh, there's not mm, anybody who raised nobody in your clubhouse uh, and but i do i might have an answer for the oh great why not please so i think it's uh which one i i I don't i i l-i-s is it lib louie it might be, but I know that Duxbury has different, um, oh God, it's complicated now. They have different, do they have different like regions of 
the braille tables because that that could also yeah be... her questions are mainly about grade zero cbc and there's something like <clears throat> lift so do you know what grade L-I-S- zero is yeah grade zero is the us eight dot computer mm-hmm. um braille and then mm-hmm. cbc was the older and then LIS, I think it's Lib Louie, but I don't, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So CBC is computer braille code, correct? Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. All right. All right. And nobody looks to be there in your clubhouse. Everybody likes to Zoom. So we are all in Zoom. Okay. All right, so let's see if by chance anybody else has. Nobody else, right, Abraham? We have no further raised hands at the moment. Okay, all right. So uh, I will have, I mean, I will share the information. I mean, I'll tell you what I know. I'm not an expert uh, and uh, I'll do my best. So grade zero is, of course, uh, uh, eight dot braille, which is normally used on a braille display. I believe, and you can always uh, correct me if anybody thinks uh, you can add, you can raise your hand once I uh, complete uh, my explanation. I believe that eight dot braille is not used in any hard copy braille in any of the periodicals, magazines, uh, uh, braille books or any of those things uh, but it is used on a braille display particularly to indicate a cap sign or underline so if there is a cap sign you'll see an extra dot underneath uh, the braille letters and symbols particularly letters if it is capital so you don't have to occupy one cell to indicate capitalization. It indicates by having a dot underneath the letter uh, or underline. Something when something is underlined, then you will have all dot number seven and eight popping up to indicate that this thing has been underlined, a word, a letter, or a, a, a group of words. Okay. Personally, and again, this is very personal. Personally, I feel so awkward, odd, inconvenient to read eight-dot Braille. So those who are able to handle that eight-dot Braille, I congratulate them. They are fine, and it's great if you are able to. I do handle. It's not that I don't, but I don't like it, or I'm not so comfortable with eight-dot Braille. And I truly respect Louis Braille who after much uh, uh, you know trial and error process determined that six dots is a good number that you can have that you can feel underneath your fingertip so he decided to make Braille a six dot system of course (laughs) when he did it wasn't called Braille. The script or the code 
did not have any name, but I, I truly respect his genius that he was so uh, a, a thoughtful person to do this. Anyway, so zero, at least you got the answer, but I believe, Nicole, that grade zero braille is eight dot braille, particularly used for a braille display. Okay. Now CBC. C stands for computer, B for braille, and C for code, CBC. <clears throat> In uh, old braille, I call it old braille, which is not UEB, you were required to learn two things, contracted braille and CBC code. And that CBC code, which is computer braille code, was particularly used to indicate the computer language. In other words, they were trying to differentiate between literary braille or the language and computer language. And therefore, they were using CBC, which, is, which had the beginning and ending uh, marks. Uh, particularly, these codes, CBC codes were used for email addresses and web addresses. So to indicate the beginning, they would use dots four, five, six plus dots three, four, six. And for ending the CBC, they would use dot four, five, six plus dots one, five, six. That way you know that, oh, this email address is now over. Now we are reading the book. We, now we are reading the information. Or uh, the web address, which is which looks so strange in any, any code, whether print or braille, you know, with all kinds of uh, things inside HTTP, colon, slash, slash, uh, www dot, so and so, so and so, so and so, www dot, acv.org, www.eastwaycenterfortheblind.org, things like that. So, in a way, it was pretty convenient that the CBC differentiated the computer language from the literary language. Not only literary braille, but also the literary language. Um, with the advent of UEB, this idea was dropped. And uh, the people who designed UEB, it wasn't one or two persons, it was a whole group. It wasn't just the people in the United States, but it was uh, done under the uh, ages of uh, uh, what is that called? I think WCB. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Uh, ICEB, yeah. International Council on English Braille. So uh, there were some 10 English-speaking countries which were members and their representatives met together to frame, to prepare the UEB code. And when they prepared that, they realized or they decided that we don't need CBC. Maybe particularly, you know, the email address you can easily identify 
because you have the at sign. So, because it contains the at sign, it tells you that this is an email address. So, you don't need that special code that, uh, uh, you know, uh, that you need to use at the beginning and at the end. And for the web addresses also, because almost all or most web addresses start with www or http colon slash slash. So these are the indicators, http or www or both uh, for the web address. So you don't need a special code for that. You can easily figure out. And by the time UEB was prepared, the computer world had advanced uh, spectacularly. And, uh, uh, you know, when the CBC was prepared, even the email address was new to people and the web addresses were not so popular. But by the time UEB was prepared, it was all understood. It was so common. Almost everyone uh, have had some email address and there was a number of thousands or maybe hundreds and thousands of web addresses which were being used in uh, the regular text. So people got used to that. Okay, it's www, it's a web address. Okay, HTTP, web address. And the something caring at sign is an email address. And therefore, we did not need CBC. So CBC Dawn was something that was being used along with uh, what they call eBay, I call it. That is English American, what is that? Braille edition. Yeah. E E B A E. Uh, English Braille American edition. Yeah, sometimes I have to struggle myself. Okay. All right. So that's a brief explanation about that. And uh, something you asked, Nicole, about L I, what is that? Are you still there? Unmuted? Um, it's L I F T. Ah, I yeah, never heard. L I L I L I F F as in Foxtrot G Golf. Yeah, L I F G. Oh, that just doesn't sound familiar at all. So we um, may have to do some online search, and anybody who can do it, maybe Abraham have, can help. Um, Linda yeah. and Tolan. With the raised hands. Um, okay. So if let's see if anybody has the answer. Otherwise, we'll have to do search and research and then get back to you sometimes next Thursday or later. Okay. Or if nothing works, I will call Rexbury and ask them. Okay. All right. Let's see what Linda has to say. I I have a question about the use of. Uh, Grade zero and CBC is grade zero the use of it restricted to underlining and capitalization, or are there other uses of it? Oh, that's a good question, and it's a supplementary question here. And uh, what were the other things? CBC, and the other thing about CBC is that yeah. only used for email addresses and uh, web addresses, or were there other uses of that? No, any anything related to computer language, you know, but the, these were the two major things 
that we were using, but anything else, let's say uh, there is a string. If uh, those who have learned, uh, uh, those who are software people here, they know what a string is. Let's say if mm -hmm. there is a string, which means uh, some computer code, and uh, to indicate that this is not the regular literary language, but it's a computer code, these indicators were used. Okay, so, but CVC is no longer used with the UEB coming in. So CVC is good only when you are reading some book uh, published or a, a magazine or anything, uh, Braille materials published in eBay. And there's a English Braille American edition, old one. I call it, yeah. to make it simple, I call old Braille and new Braille, <laughs> yeah. which is not exactly right, you know. It's just my convenience, uh, yeah. or rather convenient terms, okay? So mm -hmm. that is one, and you said that uh, that zero, grade zero mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Braille is used. Uh, what was your question? Is it? Is, are there other uses besides underlining and capitalization? Okay, let's throw this question open and let's see if anybody else knows. Is there any other use uh, having eight dot braille? Please raise your hand. And I expect that Dolin would answer something. Yes, Dolin. Yeah, well, I think I... Um, yeah. I originally raised my hand for um, Nicole's question about LIFG. Um, yeah. I still don't have an answer about that, but I was just going to suggest to her that the Braillists um, have their Braille bar next Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Mm -hmm. And they've got people who are really well-versed in using Duxbury and all kinds of stuff. Um, and so someone there might be able to answer your question. Um, and you can find the link for the Braillists um, braille bar at braillist.org slash events and you don't have to register you can just click the link and join so that's next you might try asking them that question um, and then I do have a question or an answer about mm -hmm. your grade zero um, mm -hmm. issue if computer braille code is used for anything else and it is I mean it's used for anything you want it to it's its own code just like we have UEB the grade zero is its own code too and so my understanding of this is like for UEB and the other Braille codes we've used, we've got the six dots, which those can be arranged into 64 different arrangements, including, you know, the space. space. Yeah. You add the two extra dots um, that gives us 256 combinations instead. Mm -hmm. And so they actually correspond one for one to the ASCII system. And so uh, a lowercase a is its own character and an uppercase a is its own character. So everything on the computer keyboard generally has a one-to-one -one translation. So um, like Professor Shaw was saying, you'd add it. So a is dot one, a capital A is dot one and dot seven. Um, but you can use it just to write out anything. I've heard people use it to proofread because you don't have to worry about contraction errors sometimes. Um, some people, 
um, Colby Garrison presented here as a, I think a pole star once, and she spoke about how she uses it primarily. Um, I think again, for not having to worry about like translation errors, um, stuff like that, but you can use it for anything you want to You, It's also used in BRFs to write up, um, um, you know, like a main document that could then be translated by any um, Braille translation software and put into whatever code you wanted to read it in. So it could take that computer code or that create zero and translate it into uncontracted Braille or um, UEB, or it could translate it into EBI, EBAE, or whatever you wanted to do. So it is very versatile in that sense because it is that one-for-one -one translation. Um, and so I don't know if that helps, Linda, but that's kind of my explanation of that. That is that is beautiful because I understand the ASCII business of it. That explains oh, cool. everything yeah. to me. Yeah, because I used to use both ASCII and EBCDIC, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you, talk, you talked my language there. Thank you. Yay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. We have Jill with a raised hand as well. Yes. Hello, Jill. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yes, pretty much. Okay. Um, I have an answer for the LIFG, and this is oh. coming straight from the Duxbury Systems website. Oh, um, wonderful. They, how nice will, of you. Yeah, so it creates a code to put it in grade one Braille. However, any accented letters will be put in a format appropriate for Latin, Italian, French, or German. So like an A with a two dots above it will be rendered in the proper coding for that letter. So... Oh, Latin. That would be foreign languages. Yeah, oh, Latin, sorry. Italian, French, and German. Latin, Italian, French, and German. H L I F G. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so that's what that is for. Uh huh. Really great, great. All right. So I also learned something from you. Thank you, Jewel. Great idea. Okay. Let's see. Where mm. are you, Nicole? Nicole, did you get enough answer to your question? Oh, Nicole, why do you, you do, you don't have to mute yourself until we are done with your question. Okay. I'm, I would like to go to the next question. But before that, I would like to confirm that you got the answer to all your questions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please raise your hand for your Braille related question. We, we are ready to go to the next. And by the time if somebody raises hand, I would like to mention that today's discussion is pretty high tech because it's for those who know what Dexbury is, what uh, how that works for a Braille embosser, and you know, so it's not for beginner learners. I'm sorry about that, but those who are struggling to learn Braille or are in the process of learning Braille can still listen to this because this is something it's coming for you in the future, if not now. So don't be um, nervous. We do have a raised hand in Zoom. I just want to check first with um, Jane if we have any in Clubhouse. Uh, no, we don't. Yes. Okay. Then let's this? move to Jewel. Jewel, yes. Okay, so yeah. I'm curious if anybody knows about this, it's a more complex question, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know some basic Nimeth code, and I'm wondering if it's worth it to try to move over to nubs in UBS and what the differences are. Is it worth to try what? Any nubs in UBS? It's another science and math code, I heard. Yeah. Okay. Um, and some people say it's better than the original Nimeth code. Um, okay. But I don't know it, so I'm curious mm-hmm. if it's worth it looking into learning it. How is how different is it, and is it, you know, how does it function for someone who does use it? Wow, this is quite a high level question, yes. particularly related to Braille, and it's certainly, but it's good to ask because this session is meant for discussing all Braille related issues. All right, let's see who knows the answer. Uh, we have no sense. It looks your question has made everybody nervous. So nobody's able to raise their hands. It is a bit complex, so <laughs> I understand. I would request okay. Dorlin. Rick raises his hand. Okay, who? Rick. Oh, Rick. Hello, Rick. Terrific. Yeah. Rick is a great resource. There we go. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about it. Uh, I have a little book on it, but I haven't looked at it very much. It's, uh, I believe that's Nemeth Unified Braille System. I think it's what NUB stands for. Oh, N-U-B-S. And uh-huh. I believe that it was sort of an an attempt, an earlier attempt at uh, an updated Braille code like UEB. Although I understand that Dr. Nemeth himself eventually did endorse UEB. So I believe, except as a historical sidelight, it probably isn't worth a lot of energy to learn nubs. it might, you know, it, it might be interesting, and or like anything else, if you want to use it for personal stuff and you find it helpful, by all means. But I don't think it'll ever be incorporated into the code or whatever. I think UEB beat it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for right. instance, you know, there were first yeah. he tried to retain a little bit of the to and by thing. I think I think the way his recommendation was you could still use the dropped F and drop J for to A and to the or by A and by the. But other than that, you know, he he too said no, you can't write words together and all that like you used to. Um so I I I don't think that that's going to uh, except as a historical sideline, I don't think you know it's gonna be worth investing a lot of effort into learning it. Thank you. That's good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Thank you. Yes. And I don't have the answer, but I have some little story or history behind that, which I will share. But let's see if anybody has the answer, whether NUBS is anyway superior to Nimitz code or comparable or not even anything like that. Dolan, do you know something about this? You know, I don't know that I do. I think this is above my pay grade. Um, I haven't heard of nubs, 
But mm-hmm. uh, I do know that the American Printing House has a series of webinars and mm-hmm. one of them or a couple of them is on Nimeth within UEB, which it's its own little thing. Uh-huh. So I don't know uh-huh. if that's kind of similar, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't help. No, really, at least, yeah, that you, you, you give us a resource. And are these uh, webinars uh, archived and can we access? Yes, uh-huh. they are. They're archived. You can go onto their website and find them. And they're all on YouTube as well. So if you just want to sh- kind of do a search that way. for Is it uh, APH.org? Do you know the website? I think it is APH.org. I, I'd is. have to look up to make sure, though. <laughs> That's what it should be. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see anybody else. We have no further raised hands. Okay, so I will. Yeah, anybody in the clubhouse, my friend Jane? Uh, no, not right. No, your clubhouse room is empty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen. As I mentioned earlier, UEB, which is Unified English Braille, was prepared by. Top-notch, I may say, top-notch Braille experts from different countries, including the United States. Dr. Um, my slip of time. Dr. Abraham Nimitz was one of them, obviously, because he was the one who prepared the Braille code for math and science. And that code was even named after him. His last name was Nimitz. Uh, he lived uh, over 90. He, he was with us uh, until recently. Um, yeah. So, when UEB was being prepared, uh, the representatives decided to go for unified math and science code. Let's also understand the purpose behind Unified Braille Code, UEB, UEB English Braille Code. Uh, The purpose was to uh, have all English-speaking countries being able to exchange the Braille materials. You know, before that, there was something like uh, 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 AB, which is English Braille American Edition, Americans were using slightly different Braille code than the British people. And uh, in British English, they were not using capitalization. And the Americans were so, um, uh, the Americans insisted that we should use the capitalization. And the British said that, well, we know when you write George, G is capital. Why do we want to waste space? in doing a capital sign. Uh, And of course, there were other uh, versions of Braille being used in English. So, uh, the International Council on English Braille decided to prepare a unified Braille code so that different countries producing materials in English Braille can exchange and that way uh, 
the people in the United States can order the books from RNIB, which is Royal National Institute for the Blind in London, in England, or uh, you can get books from Canada, Australia, New Zealand, now, all those member countries. And therefore, when they were, uh, when they came to discuss about math and science code, they decided to replace Nimitz code and go for a unified, uh, what was that? Yeah, unified, uh, you know, unified code for math and science. So, uh, which means Abraham Nimitz was there, you know, as a member, and his code was being uh, dropped off. And uh, UEB code for math and science was being prepared. Now, anybody would think, you know, when the decision was to be made, who supported and who did not, anybody would think that Nimitz did not support because his code was being dropped. But it's not so. He was for a unified code and he supported that, yes, there should be a unified code for Braille, I mean, for math and science. So it's okay, you know, to drop. And probably in order to uh, uh, honor Dr. Nimitz, the new code has been named NUBS. So Nimitz's name has been retained. But there's also another side of the interesting story that when everybody, uh, there are 10 member countries of ICEB and all other countries adopted the new Braille code for math and science, NUBS. But the United States retained Nimitz code. And now, I get that kind of question from some of my learners. They say that, well, in our, in our district, uh, the books are not available in Nimitz code, but uh, in NUBS, what to do? And then which, which is the uniform uh, law for producing materials in Braille? And I learned from different sources that each school district determines whether they should use NUBS or Nimitz code for math and science. So the, again, there are variations here. And that is because the United States did not adopt or did not agree to use NUBS and retain the Nimitz code. So that is interesting. Dr. Nimitz wanted unified code, but the country, the United States, wants to keep his name and his code. Right? As I said, I don't have much knowledge about the difference between the two, but I just have that historical background behind that. Okay, let's see if anybody else has something more to add to what I said and what, uh, what the question we have. Anybody okay. else who has something more to add? We have no raised hands and we have nine minutes to the hour. Yes, we are nine minutes away and uh, I think we tried our best to answer your question. Uh, who asked this, Jewel? Uh, from whom this question came? Yes, Abraham, do Jewel. you know? Jewel. 
jeweler, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was me. Um, and yes, <laughs> yeah. that helps a lot. Yeah, jeweler. So that does this help you a little bit? Yeah, because I was thinking about. I I have a feeling. Yeah, I'm not gonna worry about it. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a chance to learn both codes, but I have a feeling that NUBS has retained many of the symbols that Nimith had prepared. Yeah. So, but if it's not going to be used, then I'm just going to stick with Nimith and work more on that, get more advanced with that. Good, 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 good. Then yeah. you let us know when you are ready, okay? Yep. <laughs> All right. So we can take one quick question we have about eight minutes, and let's see if the question doesn't require much discussion. We can still cover that. Anybody has a Braille-related question? We have a raised hand from um, 619 area code. Uh, if you could unmute and um, tell yeah. us. Yeah, can you, can you hear me okay? Yes, yeah. your hi. identity? Yes, hi. I, this is um, Virginia. And this Virginia? is the first time I have Okay, yeah. sorry. Uh -huh. Yeah, go ahead. This, this is the first time that I've tuned in to your show. Oh, and, welcome. Uh, mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm an enthusiastic Braille user, and I have a very kind of not sophisticated question. I do grade two. I learned it kind of late in life, in my 30s, but surprised that I could make progress with speed. Um, and my question is very simple. Um, in terms of time and energy for UED, what would be some good resources to learn just um, the basics of the changes? Because I'm familiar with the old, um, what, like you said, the old, old Braille, I call it, yeah. yeah. AB, or old Braille, okay. Uh -huh. You're familiar with old oh. Braille, right? Yes, and I'm okay. just wondering what you would suggest for a primer or to sort of get me familiar with the new Braille. So okay. And uh, Virginia, have you ever learned anything about New Braille or UEB? Tiny little fragments conversationally from other blind people. Okay. Uh, just very basic little things. Okay. Like okay. the EA symbol has been, you know, dropped and stuff like that. Uh, not really, but anyway, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Jewel has a hand raised. Uh, Jewel has a hand up, and I'll just. Uh, uh, yeah, give you a little um, background and then let Jewel answer that, by the way, UEB is not much different from AB. You know, it's, I, I call it approximately 5% different. You know, So if you know grade 2 Braille, you should be able to read UEB. Isn't, it's not so difficult, so different. Yes, Jewel. What is your yeah, answer? Um, you raise I, your I, hand yes. for the answer, right? Yes. Um, yes, I don't ahead. always suggest Hadley, but Hadley does have a very good course called um, something about moving forward into UEB, I think it is, or transitioning to UEB. I think that's what it is. Yeah, transitioning. Um, and I took that yeah. one when UEB was first like really going mainstream, and it was a great way to get jump started into learning UEB. Um, it just goes all over, over the differences. Um, so if you already know EBAE, jumping into UEB with this class transitioning into UEB would be perfect. Very quick little class. Um, doesn't take very long to take it and it helps a lot. Um, a follow-up okay. question. What state are you in? Because um, some states have the e-readers and ha getting your hands on an e-reader could help you quite a bit because a lot of that stuff is now in UEB. Um, 
you know, you can get UEB files and then just start reading. Actually, Jewel, I do actually, I was mailed um, one of the new e-readers. Oh, wonderful. And it's still in its box. Mm. It's still in its box, but I'm looking forward to using it. And again, thank you for answering that question, both of you. I, I didn't know how much I, I rely on Braille, but I don't use it a lot right now. So I was just wondering how many, what kind of involvement it would take to get up to speed and, you know, how limited I would be if I didn't know UEB. So I have a good feeling for that now. So thank you, guys. Let me also add something what Joel said uh, about transitioning to UEB. Uh, in I think uh, uh, in 2013, the United States decided to go for UEB. Uh, you know, again, sorry, I <laughs> because I know the history. I feel like sharing. Uh, as I said before, there are ten member countries of which are English speak. English-speaking countries, and uh, uh, when UEB was adopted, many countries started using that, including Canada, since 2004. But it took fairly long time for the United States to decide whether we should switch over to UEB, and ultimately it did in 2013. So among the 10 countries, we were second last, the Ireland being the last country to adopt. Well, that's something. But other than that, uh, uh, the transitioning to UEB was the course that was designed by someone I know who she was. And uh, there was a a sizable contribution from me. So I was kind of uh, partly one of the designers. That course helped and I taught nearly 1,000 students uh, this transitioning to UEB course. But why I'm saying this is that uh, when Hadley decided to scrap or discontinue or drop all courses, transitioning to UEB is also one of them. So I don't think uh, you can now enroll in that course, you know. However, there is some English primer available published by NFB, National Federation of the Blind, and uh, I do not exactly remember the title, but if anybody knows, can quickly tell because now we are going to wrap up this session real soon. We do have three raised hands. Okay, uh, let's Moore. quickly do that. Three raised. We can we can uh, go over one hour, but I would like to complete as much as we can. Okay, let's see. We have Michael. Okay, Michael so Moore. This one. Yeah. Yes. I had there, there's one. There is a. It looks like there's a little. There's a book. It's available on Bards by looks like Constance R I S R I S J O R D Richard. The ABCs of UEB: A Guide for uh, for the Transition from English Braille American Edition (EBAE) to the Rules of Unified English Braille (UEB). It's B R E. That's the book. B R E. Zero 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 nine five. So okay. if you are if you are in or if you are signed up through the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled and you have a Bard account, you can download this book in the and it's a you know the a BRF thing. You have to you would have to unzip it if you have if you have access to a Braille display, or you could always call your regional library and ask for this book. 
perfect, terrific. And the title again is ABCs of UEB, correct? It's the, it's the, I, I will read this for you again. Yeah. It is okay. by Constance, it's by Const, uh, Constance uh, Rizjord, um, R-I-S, as in, you know, R-I-S, Army, Romeo, India, no. Sierra, and then uh, J-O-R-D, D as in dog, the ABCs of uh, uh, the ABCs of UEB. Uh, the ABCs of UEB, yeah. a guide for the transition from English Braille American edition, EBAE, to the rules of Unified English Braille, UEB. Okay. B R E zero 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 one. I mean, zero 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 nine five. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much. I can probably use that. Is a great on my resource. And I may and add you can it. also read it. Yeah. And you can, uh, if since you have the e-reader, if you get it, if you are signed up with Bard, you can actually uh-huh. download this book directly to your e-reader, and you can read it on there. I will do just that. Thank you. Yes, please do. Got it. And I may tell you that I did read ABCs of UEB. It's a great resource. It's good, simple, and good for the people who want to transition from uh, AB to UEB. Okay? All right. Let's see who is next. Uh, Linda Pekoski. Don? Oh, Linda, Linda. Hi. Yes, um, Linda. I, when I wanted to know what the differences were, I went to the Braille Authority, which is an online um, yeah. site, and I think that's its name. And I found they had a small section that told about just the differences, and I found that very, very useful because, of course, I know UEB but I didn't know EBAE. You're right. It's so, other way so that's what I was interested in. And it, I thought it was very, very good. So that's another, it's a quick and dirty way of finding out what you want to know. Now, actually, that's all great, great information. Uh, it's brailleauthority.org. That's the website. And that mm-hmm. is actually the website of Braille Authorities of North America, commonly known as BANA, B-A-N-A, right. Braille Authorities right. of North America. But, the website is brailleauthority.org. Thank you, Linda. And You're welcome. Um, we have Dawn. Dawn. Uh, I, I am going to tell you, Virginia, if you don't learn UEB, I think you're going to be pretty limited because a lot of the stuff that's out there is in UEB. And, you know, now that, you know, anything... All the books that all the books and magazines that are being produced by Bard now, they're in UEB. Everything that you do, pretty much. Stop! Stop! It's, stop! It's going to be in stop. UEB. So I think mm-hmm. you really need to Learn. consider learning that because if not, you're going to be hampered in a lot of ways. And I I did not know this code when it changed, and I couldn't read Braille for after that. And then I, you know, and then I took Hadley's course and I don't think they're offering it anymore either. It doesn't hurt to check though. I will say that much, but I will tell you, it opened up a lot of doors for me being able to read in UEB. So I'm going to tell you, you need to learn it at least. So you, you did take that course transitioning to Yes, UEB. I did. Ah. I took it, but I took it in 2020. So I yes, don't know. Yes. That's a history. Yes. <laughs> 2020 yeah, I, is gone. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's still there because I know they no. changed their braille to braille for everyday use. You might still be able to you might still be able to find that course. I don't know. I would just contact them and see and see what they and see what they have to tell you. Okay. Great. Yeah. All um, right. Thank you, Don. You're welcome. Rick. Hi there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Linda covered what I was going to say better than I could actually about the, the BANA website because <laughs> I hadn't been there. I just heard that it had that kind of information. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I took the transitioning to UEB course too under a certain Professor Shaw, and uh, <laughs> it was a good course. I wish it were still available. Uh, as I understand, Hambly does everything by way of podcast now. So <clears throat> yeah. if you're computer savvy like that, you might see if that sort of thing is available by podcast through them. Mm -hmm. I also this had course. a primer from National Braille Press called uh, the UEB Reader, which is great. I do not know if they still offer it. I, I hope they do. Um, there is also from National Braille Press a 1,400-word dictionary, for lack of a better word, that gives you a list of common words as uncontracted and the way they're written at EBAE and the way they're written at UEB. That could mm. be some help. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Do you know the but, cost? You have to buy a book from NBP, National Braille Press. I, if I remember right, it's free. But the, all the, oh. the, the 1,400 word list probably isn't, but it, the uh, UEB reader was. Okay, great. So one has to call NBP, National Braille Press. Do you have the number? I do have it somewhere, but. Let's see. That was 1 800 548 7323. Oh, great. Okay. 548 7323. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rick. All I right. Does that help, my friend? Who asked this question? Virginia. Virginia, right? Virginia, did you, yes, did yes. you, That's did you great. feel enlightened? Yeah. Oh, I to totally illuminated. I yes, I yeah. use. Uh, <laughs> I have bought a lot of things from National Braille Press, and I just, uh -huh. as you said, it, it. You know, these people have told me it's important to learn. I wasn't sure about yes. that, but now I know. So thank and, you, guys. And that's the purpose, you know, by having this interactive session uh, by participants. You know, having a participatory mode. Uh, although I facilitate, by the way, those who are new here and those uh, who do not know, many people address me as Professor Shah. My last name is Shah, S-H-A-H. So, you know, the, uh, the, uh, that is because I actually teach college. I could, I as of today, I teach college courses uh, for sighted people, of course. And I did teach those courses at Hadley before, but that's the story. And we cannot go back to that. Uh, I know I'm no longer with them, of course. So anyway, that's how many people address me as Professor Shah. All right. All right. So with that, I would like to conclude today's session. Thank you so much, everybody, for participating actively, for asking questions, for answering questions. And uh, I believe our idea of I have a question is working well. It may be sometimes pretty high level, but it does work. Uh, every second Thursday of the month, we have this session for I oh. Have a Question. And every first Thursday 
we have a guest speaker and third thursday we have a poll star one of the participants shares his or her experience with learning and using braille so next thursday we will have sue brussel our poll star for december so let's learn from her how she taught herself braille and how she learned further and how she is using braille that's how we learn from each other so once again thanks everybody you all have a good week ahead and good weekend and i hope i hope to see you all next Professor thursday Scott, yes yes can i add one thing really fast um for virginia and anybody who's got a new e-reader there is an audio version of the user guide in bard so take a look for that the, the audio version of what user guide for the e-reader Uh, oh, for users. okay. Yeah. So for for both Humanware and for Zoomax, no matter what yes. e-reader you have, either the either the yeah. Humanware or the Zoomax, oh, there is okay. an audio. There's an audio version of both those guides up on Bard. Yes, and it's very. Helpful. I have that on my Victor Reader stream. So, oh, you have it on your stream. So you are streaming it every day. Well, no, but I plan to. Okay. Andre thank you Virginia for joining us how did you learn about this group Virginia uh, I have yeah, um yeah, yeah. yes I I actually mm -hmm. learned about it through the uh listing from the ACB community call Ah okay Uh -huh. And I thought, well, you know, I don't need to learn this, but it turns out I was completely wrong. <laughs> you probably felt, oh, the title sounds attractive. I love Braille, right? <laughs> That is very true. I do love Braille. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. It's very fun. All right. So continue to I'm love and continue to be with us. Improve. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Bye now.